You have the hiccups and you're pooping. Welcome to the world, baby boy. Your mommy and daddy have been waiting for so long to meet you. We are so excited to have you. Yes. you love daddy. Oh, you love your daddy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Live from our bedroom. Yes, where we have a little baby boy snuggled up next to me. And Doug snuggled up with our big baby girl. <laughs> yeah, watching cartoons. Yeah. So we have a couple minutes to be able to chat. Yeah, so I am four days postpartum and I'm currently in my quote unquote hospital underwear, but I really just ordered <laughs> them from Amazon because I had a home birth. Uh, Which is really sexy because it's see-through. Yeah, and not sexy at all because obviously I have like big giant pads in there. (laughs) (laughs) But they're the most comfortable things ever. And yeah, this whole entire episode is dedicated to our home birth, all of it. I know Doug had promised Yasmin's interview and we're going to save that for a future episode. But we didn't know when he was going to come. Yeah, so we had that in the chamber and then we had a lot to talk about and we wanted to bring you guys into the home birth, uh, a little bit more of an intimate behind the scenes and give everybody an up-to-date version. Of exactly what we went through with this home birth. And I know that you guys have been desperately wanting it. So we're literally like sitting in bed. My bleeding has picked up. My vagina and butt's on fire. Anybody who's ever had a baby, you get it. (laughs) Yeah, it stopped for a little bit, but then it just seemed to come back. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's gotten a bit heavier. So I'm just laying down all day. And that's why we are coming at you hot from my bedroom (laughs) in bed. (laughs) But yeah, so we are so excited to share all about this home birth with you. Oh my gosh, it is intense. It's joyous. It's emotional. Came on quick. It was like lightning. It's like so much. And so next week, we're going to share all about the fourth trimester and just giving you a PSA. It's going to be a bit intimate because it's all about what's going on downstairs and my boobs and all would it, the things. Would it be called a fourth trimester? Because isn't trimester three mesters? So wouldn't it be like a fourth quadrant or? Oh, that's you know a good point. Saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a name don't for it. Don't make me think that much <laughs> right now. Yeah. But no, there's what they call the fourth trimester is because like no one ever talks about what happens in like the three months that happen after you give yes. birth. And honestly, I think it's like the most painful. It is the most traumatic emotionally, physically, mentally. And it's never talked about. We're all just supposed to be like, oh, I had a baby yeah. and life is blissful. Meanwhile, you're bleeding out of <laughs> like all your orifices. Yeah. And a home birth is this magical passage and experience. This right to motherhood. The, yeah, this right to motherhood. And then you have a baby and you look at everything and you're just like, Oh, yeah, I got to clean this tub. I got to get the hose out of the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know what that is on on there. I have to get all of the blood out of things, which honestly it was, I don't know, it was such a great day. Yeah, honestly, it was amazing. It was it a was, miracle. We're going to get right into that. Yeah. But first, I wanted to give you guys an update because a couple episodes ago, we were letting you know that we're giving out free masks to those of you who reached out asking for one if you really needed one. My sister's a nurse also. And honestly, just being a nurse during this pandemic, I was like, I wish I could do more to help. And so my sister showed me that she was making masks. And I was like, hey, would you make a few for my friends? <laughs> and so I want to let you know that she did make them. They're all sent out, except the only person that couldn't receive one was from Puerto Rico. And for whatever reason, the mail isn't being delivered there. Like they're not accepting mail or we're not delivering there for whatever reason. Yeah. So we're sorry for you for that. I'm sorry about that. But everybody else, 
you should be expecting your masks any day now. And speaking of reaching out, you know that we love, love, love to give shout outs to anybody that leaves a comment, especially our five star reviews. And this week is no different. So this comes from Wicked Stepmom.6, who says, So happy Sweet Hayes made his debut safely. I love your podcast. The intro with Sweet Henley's little voice is something I always look forward to. The honesty throughout is something I highly value. Love the guests and topics and Doug and Jamie. Thank you, Wicked Stepmom. Wicked Stepmom? I don't know. I of hope the West. I hope you're not a Wicked Stepmom, but I mean, you sound like you can't be because no, you I, sound so sweet. Yeah, I think Wicked is like, uh, maybe she's from Boston because it's like Wicked Good. Oh, but uh, thank you so much for the five-star review. You know, they truly mean so much to us. It really like puts a smile on our face when we get to read your reviews and just like yeah. a little note from those of you who are out there. It's like, oh, there are people well, listening. Yeah, we love your feedback. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we go on the birth story. So as you guys may or may not know, my due date was May 11th. And I like really have been having Braxton Hicks slash mild contractions for like three months, the whole last trimester, I mean, really, they started happening around 17 weeks, just Braxton Hicks. And I knew it was just Braxton Hicks. But I was like, Oh, boy, this baby's coming early because 17 mm-hmm. weeks, I was like, Oh, boy, I hope he like stays in there. And this whole time, I've been so worried that he was going to come early and be premature because I was having those Braxton Hicks. Yeah. And then we would have had to give him birth in a hospital. Yeah, which would have been fine because the coronavirus wasn't even a thing way back at 17 weeks. But as the corona pandemic took off and we live in New Jersey where it's the epicenter, like New York and New Jersey, we started to reevaluate everything. You guys already know why we chose the home birth. So we won't like take you down that rabbit hole. But if you're curious, you can go back a couple episodes and we'll share with you exactly how we decided home birth over birth center over hospital. But anyways, I've been having Braxton Hicks like pretty much this whole effing pregnancy, but they got really intense and frequent in my third trimester so I was like oh he's coming early he's coming early like I (laughs) didn't even think he was gonna make it full term to be really honest I was like "Uh uh-oh like what if he comes too early so you can imagine my surprise when May 11th which is my due date comes and goes and I'm like wait a minute Mm -hmm. I'm still pregnant and I'm still having the same feelings like the Braxton Hicks that feel like contractions. And at this point, we're just like, yeah, just drink some water. They'll go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, just stay hydrated. It'll go away. And then at one point, you're just like, this is going to be serious at some point. Yeah, I'm like, I know I sound like the little boy who cried wolf, but like at some point he has to come out. Like, at, And that's the thing about <laughs> Braxton Hicks versus mild contractions. You can't really differentiate them because Braxton Hicks are like basically contractions that don't really change your cervix, but it feels like a mild contraction and mild contractions kind of feel similar to Braxton Hicks, but they actually make change in your cervix. The thing about it is, is that you don't know when they switch into like mild contractions until you're actually obviously in labor because then at that point you're in labor. So and they get more intense. Yeah. Because we had a scare that one time we had a scare. I mean we genuinely thought that we were going to have to go and get out of the house and Jamie go to the hospital. Yeah. Jamie thought the baby was coming. Yeah. Which was really scary because he would have been premature. And so yeah that was definitely a scare. But we made it through that. So our due date on May 11th came and went. May 12th, I'm feeling like I'm going to be pregnant forever. I mean, I was having the same symptoms, but it was like nothing. I'm like, oh, sure. That means nothing because I'm overdue now. This is. I was like, this kid has to come out because I was in so much pain. I mean, he's a big boy. And so he was in my belly and just like, oh, my whole body just hurt. 
Doug, how'd you feel after the due date <laughs> came and went? You know, I was kind of indifferent about it because I knew that this was coming. I knew that he was going to come eventually. And I was really, really hoping that it would be during the day. Just because every single time I think of pregnancy, it's like overnight and then we're going to spend this whole time. I was really nervous and concerned about getting to the due date. And then all of a sudden you go into labor and the midwife is at another birth. birth. You know, so like, yeah. it, like that was still the last thing that was kind of a sigh of relief saying, OK, no, the midwife is free today. You know, once you started to go into labor. But I genuinely felt like we had all of our ducks in a row. I genuinely felt in my gut that this was going to be a safe and healthy pregnancy, a safe and healthy birth. And we had everything ready. We had everything prepared. Our room, the downstairs, the baby clothes, everything we had, we were prepared. So I felt good about it. Yeah, honestly, same. I always want to stay pregnant. Like when I'm pregnant, like with Gracie, I was 39 weeks and five days pregnant and she could have stayed in there longer. I still, even though it was painful, of course, I just love feeling the baby kick and move inside me. And I love feeling one with my baby and I just loved it. But not going to lie with this little guy. He <laughs> gave me a run for my money and I was like, you need to get out. <laughs> like, yeah. I love you to death. I can't wait to meet you. I feel so blessed that we even get to have you. But oh my God, please get out. Like, he hurt me in the worst way, just like all the time, like just standing was painful. <laughs> he was bigger. And so he just hurt my whole body. And I knew he was going to be bigger, which was a little concerning because I knew I was having no pain medication mm -hmm. when I delivered. That's the scary part. That's the part mentally that I really, really commend you for, because you know that this is coming and you know that this is going to be painful. But you mentally prepared more than anything. Like you prepared for battle. I really did. Like within weeks. Like we, you know, we had weeks after we made the final decision that we were going to do a home birth. And you got mentally and physically prepared to the point where it's like, how is she not freaking out a little bit? Like you are amazing. Oh, thank you. You really Doug. are. I, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Like I knew that. It was going to be painful, of course. And so I have his ultrasound. It's always been on my nightstand. And I put it in front of me and I just looked at it. And I told myself with every single, they call them rushes in like the midlife or mid, <laughs> midwife world. They don't say contractions because it does sound painful. And the whole philosophy behind a home birth and midwifery is that something that's so natural and that we've been doing for centuries and centuries, why does it have to be looked at as so dangerous and scary? Yeah, it's and, almost like em embrace the miracle. Yeah. Like since modern medicine has come around, men, quite frankly, have kind of taken this approach that because you're in excruciating pain, you're kind of flailing all over the place. They want to do some sort of medical intervention to like make that stop as if like that's wrong. And it's not wrong at all. As a matter of fact, it's like so normal and natural. Like that's how we've come to be in existence. Yeah. And for some, it's also just a way that has made birthing more comfortable for oh, a lot of people. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm certainly not judging one way or the other, but what helped me with the home birth, like knowing that it's unmedicated and helped me kind of like prep for it was that women have been doing this for centuries. It's not a medical disaster if oh, what do you need honey <laughs> this is a bit of a disaster yeah. though trying to but, podcast with kids yeah. in the room but also too like you not just kept his ultrasound picture next to you but you had a book that you treated as a bible you know with all these different post-it notes and something that was really powerful that i even had mentioned to you during labor was you can endure anything for one minute 
Yeah. So I read this book that everybody recommended and I had Becca Martinez on a few episodes ago who had an unmedicated birth at the birthing center. And she recommended this book. My midwife recommended everybody recommends this Ina book. It's Ina Gaskin is the author and it's called Natural Childbirth. And I read the book and I learned a lot of things. Like one thing in particular is that positive affirmations are so important. So I wrote down some positive affirmations. I had like this plan that I was going to look at his picture when I felt like it was too intense. And I was going to just remember that any pain that I'm going through, my son is going through as well. And he doesn't have the option for an epidural. He doesn't have an option for any pain medication. He has to come out one way or the other. And so he has to endure the pain as well. And so I told myself if he's doing it and if other women have been doing it forever, then I can do it too. And I've got to be one with my son and I've got to help him out because he's in as much pain as I am. So if I stay calm and if I breathe and if I focus and if I push when I'm supposed to, he's going to come sooner than later. Which also makes him part of the team, part of the process of having a safe and really amazing birth experience. Yeah. And this is the other thing too, is that these women rave about how you bond with your newborn infant so much more with an unmedicated birth because you feel your baby coming down. And it's true. I could feel every kick and squirm in between contractions. I could feel his head engage into my pelvis. And then I could feel when he like came back up after. And I was like, oh no, don't come back up. Cause I was, you did feel everything. He said, oh no, he went back up. Everything. You know, women who have these unmedicated births, whether it's home or a birthing center or hospital or whatever, if it's prepared for and they're planning for it, they say that it's this amazing experience and they go so far as to say that you could even have an <laughs> orgasm. I don't believe that woman. Whoever said she had an <laughs> orgasm while she was giving birth, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I want to believe you. <laughs> She's from a different planet. Uh, yeah, I wish that my body worked like yours because <laughs> it did not happen like that for me. But the funny thing is, so May 12th is the night before I go into labor and I'm literally thinking I'll be pregnant forever. Doug had given me a back massager for Mother's Day. It was like literally my favorite gift in the whole wide world. He's given me diamonds. He's given me fancy trips. He's given me lots of things. A car. Yeah. But the best gift he's ever given me is a back massager from the drugstore. Yeah. And it heats up and everything. And I think that it was the joy of the massager that made you go into labor. Yeah, we were joking, like all the things I'm supposed to be doing to induce labor, like have sex. And I'm like, I can't imagine anything sticking in my vagina right now. (laughs) Well, it was the massager and the foot rub, which kind of gave you the same feeling of sex. And that's why you got pregnant or that's why you got (laughs) went into labor. Um, I think maybe it's because I was really relaxed. And so my (laughs) body was able to just... I don't know, like people say, eat pineapple, have spicy foods, castor oil, have sex, all these things, like go drive over bumpy roads, all the things. None of that sounded enticing to me whatsoever. So I was like, let's just lay in bed and I'm going to massage my back with that back massager. You're going to massage my feet. And I was so relaxed and I felt so good. And then all night the Braxton Hicks were there, but I just... I didn't think much of them because they always have been. And then, so just to take a tiny step back, I don't know if this is like this for all midwives or anybody else that has had a home birth, but the midwife was adamant about letting this kid come naturally, like no induction, no anything like let him come when he wants to come. Yeah. But she also did say, though, at my 40 week checkup, she was like, well, by 41 weeks, 
she was going to have me go get a biophysical profile to check on the baby to make sure that he was doing well in there, but also that it would be a safe delivery because there's something called shoulder dystocia, which was honestly my biggest fear was that he would get stuck inside me and we're not at a hospital. That is a very, very real and dangerous way that babies die even in hospitals. So anyways, I put that out of my mind because I don't believe in like putting negative vibes out into the universe. And I prepared, I like made her tell me what our emergency plan is over and over again. So I felt very confident that should we have any issues, we have an emergent backup plan and we're not going to get so far. We're not risking anything. If the baby's heart rate starts dropping, I'm not going to keep pushing. Like we are going to go straight to the hospital and I'm going to make sure that he's safe. Or like if the baby's head's out, I just told myself over and over again, the minute his head's out, I'm going to breathe because I know he's safe, you know, but then with the next contraction, I'm pushing like a mad woman because I'm getting my baby out. Like his head can't be out for long without being able to deliver the rest of him for his safety. We're getting way ahead of ourselves here. I wanted to tell (laughs) this in the most chronological order, but Doug and I can just go on rampages. So overnight, we were having the Braxton Hicks and the contractions. I didn't know if they were real, but by 10 a.m. the next day, which was May 13th. Are you going to come sit with me? Come sit with me. So yeah, the massager worked because by 10 a.m. I was like, Doug, these contractions or Braxton Hicks, whatever they are, they seem to be a bit more intense. And I'm like literally smiling in the happiest person in the world because I'm like dancing. I was literally dancing. I took a TikTok video of me in between contractions. And I was like, he's finally coming. I was just so excited to to meet him, for him to come out. Yeah, Doug, this is the day. Yep, this is the day. They're getting more intense. This is the day. Yeah, I was like, it's May 13th. His birthday is going to be May 13th. Oh my gosh, this is May 13th. It's going to be his birthday. (laughs) So yeah, I was like, Doug, tell your job that you're definitely having a baby today. You can't work. And at this point, I wasn't entirely confident. I mean, I was confident, (laughs) but I didn't want to tell my midwife because I don't want to be the little boy who cried wolf. So I was like, I'm not going to tell her to come. I'm not going to tell her to rush. I had no bloody show. My mucus plug wasn't out. My water hadn't broken. Like the only thing was just these contractions, which clearly I thought that they were going to be effective before and they weren't. So I was telling Doug, yeah, you be prepared. But I was like, I'm not going to tell my midwife that just in case, you know, I text her to let her know that I was having contractions. But she was like, yeah, I have another appointment right now. I was like, oh, well, keep your appointment. No need to come. Like no need to rush. You know, I'll start timing them. I started timing them at 1219 precisely because I wasn't sure if they were real or not. You did the same thing with Henley. (laughs) Yeah, I really did. And then luckily we have our assistant Zoe who helps us with this podcast and with our YouTube channel, literally everything. She's a saint. She's been quarantining with us for this exact reason because we knew we wanted to do a home birth. I wanted someone that I knew was safe from the coronavirus to be really present to help with the newborn baby really for afterwards and stuff. She's been living with us. She's been living with us. Since we got home from Florida. Yeah, pretty much. Like she's been living with us since the first scare. I genuinely thought he was coming early and so... I didn't know what to do. Like, what would we do with our daughter if we had to go to the hospital? And so I just said, can you please stay with us and quarantine with us? And she's been such a saint. We're so lucky to have her. So, yeah, this was the day after I was due. I asked Zoe to, like, help with Gracie so that Doug could get the pool, the pool, the mm-hmm. birthing tub set up. Yeah. And we are and shooting. vacuum. Yeah, I wanted him to vacuum. 
don't even ask. I was like, please vacuum the floor. I want the room to be set up. There's people coming back. It was almost like you said, we have guests coming over later, Doug. So I want this to look spick and span. Honestly, I wasn't thinking about the people, though. I was just thinking about him. I was like, I'm birthing my baby and there's like dust on the floor. Like I can't have anything on the floor. I wanted (laughs) the linens to be like super clean. I just wanted everything to be so clean for him because in a hospital, it really is sterilized and sanitary. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they sanitize everything and I mean, it's just my germs, but like, I'm like, I got germs. I don't want him to catch my germs. But very, very quickly, or it seemed like it was very quick. As soon as you started to say, I think this is it. Yeah, this is definitely getting more intense. It was like within 20 minutes, the contractions were making you sort of like heal over and start to like have to hold yourself up while the contractions were coming. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time I feel like dramatic because I can't stand and just breathe through them. I just wanted to be able to just breathe and be calm and think positive thoughts. But I'm telling you, if you ever had a contraction, like I think you'll (laughs) understand, like your body just kind of takes over and you start kind of doing things you did not want to do, like squeal and make faces and hunch over and all the things I was doing in the midst of taking this TikTok video that I haven't (laughs) even shared because, you know, the baby mama dance. I don't know if any of you guys know that. It's like on YouTube. It's like this thing that people say, if you really want to go into labor, do the baby mama dance. Well, I did a dance on TikTok and it was like, should you stay or should you go now? And I was like begging my contractions to stay. I don't know. It's just funny. But anyways, really put me into labor. And you gave him an eviction notice. And I gave him an eviction notice the night before. This kid's a good listener because he came. So we're terrible at telling stories because we're way off track again. So I started timing the contractions at 1219 precisely because I wasn't sure if they were real or not. I told my midwife there was really no need to rush because I had no bloody show. I hadn't lost my mucus plug. My water was still intact. And a few hours later, spoiler alert, he was here, which is crazy. Yeah. Thankfully, the midwife wasn't too far away. Yeah. So the thing with Gracie is that I didn't want her to see me in any pain. Hi, Gracie. (laughs) Yes, am I talking about you? I didn't want her to see me in any pain because I didn't think she was going to understand it. Like her little mind couldn't understand it. And my midwife, she was like, oh, you could just prepare her. I'm like, I don't have time to prepare her. I'm trying to prepare her for a brother. I'm trying to survive this pandemic. Like I don't have time to prepare her. And I don't even know how to prepare her. That's another thing I'd have to research. I don't want to have to research it. So I was like, how do you prepare a two and a half year old to like see me go through like animalistic type pain? (laughs) But luckily for us, we have two assistants who used to work for us, but they're like sisters to me, to be honest. And they came over. They have also been quarantining. I mean, I was such a stickler. I would greet them with hand sanitizer, ask them to change their clothes before they even came in and to physically wash their hands as well and also wear a mask. Just because I just don't want to test this pandemic. Like, I mean, he's a newborn and I don't know what would happen if he caught it. So anyways, they came over and one helped with Gracie to keep her entertained the whole day. She had the best day ever. She was just outside playing. It was a beautiful spring day. Had no idea what was happening on the inside of our house. Yeah, no idea whatsoever. Could not hear me screaming when I did start to scream. And even though it was the most beautiful day and serene and we did have helpers here and whatnot, I thought that because I would have help, I would be able to go live stream on Instagram. I thought it would be great. I was like, oh, I can live stream with all my friends and in between contractions we can chat. And you tried. You started to. Yeah, I really wanted to, but it got so intense so fast. Usually labor lasts at least like, you know, 10 to 12 hours the minimum. And so I was like during that time when I'm just like slowly laboring 
and kind of bored and just waiting for this baby to come, I really wanted to go live to talk to all my friends and to just have a good distraction from pain because yeah, I, I don't have we, pain med. And I think we quickly realized that it was probably not the safest thing to do because you have to be so in tune with your body and feeling the contractions, feeling for anything that's happening and your focus. I was like kind of wishy-washy about you saying that you wanted to do a live, but it's like you really have to focus on your mental health. But also like breathing for the baby because trying to breathe with the contractions, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't breathe. (laughs) I was hunched over, but I promised that I was going to go live. So I literally said to Zoe, I said, Zoe, put on Instagram live. And she looked at me like I was a mad woman, but I was like, (laughs) put it on. And I want to talk to them and just say hi and that I'm in labor because I promised them that I would. And I wasn't in my right brain, though. I couldn't even explain myself very well. And I was having contractions so fast. I mean, at this point, they were two to three minutes apart. My midwife was on her way. Or no, my midwife had just gotten here. And I wanted to get in the tub so bad because <laughs> I was in so much pain. And she wouldn't let me in the tub. And I was like, I can't talk right now. And I didn't want people to ask me questions and then them think that I'm ignoring them because I'm not answering them. So I was like, I got to go. And I thought once I got back in the tub, I would be able to go back live again because then I knew that the tub would help relax me and kind of help ease some of the pain. But literally, my midwife got here at 1.50. Her assistant wasn't here until, I don't know, 2.30 or so. And the baby was out at 3.37. I am not even kidding you. That fast. It was that fast. I didn't have a chance to go live again, even if I had wanted to. And honestly, I didn't even think about it because I was an all-consuming pain from there on out, really. I think I would have put my foot down on that anyway. I, honestly, I would have done it if I had thought of it. I really would have. Even if like you were just a fly on the wall, I wouldn't have wanted to like share my vagina, obviously. I mean, I know some women do, and that's wonderful. But for me, that's something I wouldn't... I don't think Instagram would even let me stream that, so I wouldn't have ever been able to show him actually coming out but I would have loved to share just like the home birth experience but I'm so sorry and honestly I got so many negative comments about that and it really made me cry yeah well I think it was just you know there was a lot of expectations that were set and I don't know if it was necessarily thought through in the beginning and anybody that has gone through labor I think would understand and I know Jamie really, really felt like she let a lot of you down for promising that. And I saw how physically hurt she was for letting some of you down. But I think a lot of people will understand why. Yeah, I honestly could cry right now because I'm just, I guess I'm hormonal, but like, I don't want to let you down. Like people were saying they had prayed for us and they, they were with us since trying to conceive. And like, I'm so thankful for that. I really am. And they thought that I was so ungrateful and that they should be able to see. I said, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, anyway, so I'm disappointed in myself. Just know that Jamie had all of her friends in mind, not just throughout the pregnancy, but throughout the labor process. I mean, yeah. she, I mean, like more so than I think anybody would have. But, no, Doug, you know. <laughs> but I am so thankful for all the love and the prayers. And I even said on Instagram, you know, thank you guys so much for that. Like, It doesn't go unnoticed ever. It's just that I was in so much pain and I couldn't even think about focusing on breathing for my baby and relaxing and getting through this on top of answering questions on the live Instagram stream. And so anyways, I am though. I'm terribly sorry. I should have probably set better boundaries, not just like throw it out there that I want to go live. I should have been like, I don't know how long. I don't know what will happen because I guess like people felt like really hurt and disappointed that I wasn't live longer. And I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. I Um, think people will understand, you know, and I'm so emotional and like just so hormonal and I don't like disappointing people. And 
I know you don't, but you didn't. You I didn't. did. These people were so mean and I, angry. I know, but they'll understand. Yeah. They have to. You know, it's something that happened and it's over and you feel terrible about it. And people will have to just understand and accept that. Yeah. You know, like you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be able to follow through on okay. 100% of everything all the time. Okay. You know, like this is an outstanding circumstance. You're in labor. It's like something that's so medical and necessary to keep <sighs> focused on. And okay. people will just have to understand that. Okay. Well, to those of you who do understand and were so supportive, because I noticed that too in the comments. Like, I, I just, I can't tell you thank you enough because that made me feel a little bit better. You know, like, honestly, it really did. So thank you so much. But anyways, sorry for this tangent. It's really been hurting my heart, though, since yeah. I saw it. And I've kind of stayed off Instagram a little bit because... I don't know what to do. The problem that I have is I'm a people pleaser and I want to make everybody happy. And like, you're right, Doug. Like, I can't obviously make everybody happy. You did the best that you could with what you had. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to make it up in some way or somehow. And I will some way, somehow. But anyways, this is about our home birth. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get back on track. (laughs) Hi, babe. And I'm crying. My daughter sees me crying, which isn't good. It's because you don't like letting people down and you like following through on what you say. This is just such a outstanding circumstance. That's what it is. You know what? Even though you weren't able to stay live throughout the whole journey and throughout the whole labor process, we did capture everything on film. We did video and record the entire day. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to, I really want to, relive this moment I mean we were so fortunate to be able to relive the moment with Gracie because it happened so fast and then you don't even get to I'm like did I deliver him myself that's what I really wanted to do like I can't even remember so yeah we set up ahead of time that we were going to film it for our YouTube channel and then Married at First Sight asked us if we would be a part of the show called Couples Cam that's actually airing May 20th and we were like, well, sure, but we want to share this on our own YouTube channel, too. So I hope you're OK with that. Yeah, and with our friends. Yeah. like I wanted to share like all of it, like just like the raw details of it, the things that Lifetime would never share because it's like it might have to censor out my vagina kind of thing. Like there's a point where his head is sticking out in water out yeah. of my body and his shoulders are still in and Lifetime probably wouldn't share something like that. But I want that for myself and I want to be able to share the real raw part of it on our youtube channel so anyways we worked it out that they would be able to take what they want and share what they want i'm not gonna be able to get this video up for a while so telling you now (laughs) in full transparency please don't expect it tomorrow it's gonna take me a moment because we're just had a baby and i'm (laughs) you know we're working at it but anyways i can't wait to have this video done and to be able to relive it and to see it but first it's probably going to come out on Married at First Sight Couples Cam because they're, oh, definitely they have like a whole editing team. <laughs> yeah. So our YouTube video where it's like really kind of raw and uncensored is going to come way later. I don't even know when I'm not going to give a date because I don't want to let anybody down. But his birth and you bringing him up to your chest and everything will definitely, definitely be on Couples Cam and we'll capture all of the other intimate details and post fourth trimester details with our friends. Yeah, no, I mean, they have all the footage so that they can use whatever they want. I have no idea how they're going to put it together. That's what you sign up for when you do reality TV. And we didn't realize how much your vagina was filmed yet. (laughs) You know, so there's a lot of intimate videos. Uh, Yeah, so we haven't had a chance to look at it ourselves, but we've sent it over to them. I asked Doug to cut out any of my (laughs) vagina. I know some women are okay with that, and it's such a natural part of your body, but 
for me personally, I don't really want to share my vagina. No. I'm not there yet with my body, I guess. Yeah. But but that's also why we have such strong online security for all of our computers and storage and everything through ExpressVPN, which that's what it does. It protects your privacy and security online. And what most people don't know and what we didn't know until recently was that ExpressVPN can also unlock TV shows and other streaming services from outside of this country, especially now that we're all stuck at home and it's only a matter of a time that you run out of things to watch. Yeah, my in-laws have been using ExpressVPN to get Netflix in Germany so that they can watch How I Met Your Mother on repeat, <laughs> like <laughs> binging it. Yeah, they just found that. That and uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is on Netflix Australia. For whatever reason, my mom loves Will Smith now. I mean, I love Will Smith too, but... <laughs> It's super, super simple to do. So, I mean, if my in-laws can do it, you can do it too. Anyone can do it. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app. You change the location to UK or Germany or Australia. Refresh your Netflix and that's it. Then you get all the new shows. It's pretty freaking cool. Because ExpressVPN, it hides your IP address. So it lets you control where you want sites to think that you're located. So you can choose from over 100 different countries. You have Netflix, Hulu, BBC. I mean, you name it, there's no shortage of content that you have access to. ExpressVPN is truly ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, so you can stream in HD no problem. It's compatible with all your devices, so if you want to do it on your phone or your media consoles, smart TVs, you know, however you watch TV, you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. It's pretty freaking awesome, not going to lie. So if you want lots of shows and privacy and security online, definitely head over to expressvpn.com slash HMCP because you'll get your first three months free. Yep. And that's expressvpn.com slash HMCP. Check it out. Yeah. Okay. So I've pulled myself together. So we're at the point now where, you know, the midwife is here. Her assistant just got here. It's about 2.30 in the afternoon. It's a beautiful sunny day. Gracie's outside playing with... Rebecca and I have Zoe here and Rachel who used to be my other assistant and the cameras were already set up I was just laboring obviously in a ton of excruciating pain the only way that I could like help myself with ease the pain was literally like these combs I would squeeze in my hand I would make Doug give me his thumb and I would like squeeze his fingernail and his thumb for some reason Who gave you the idea to hold on to the comb? I researched it all. I researched that the TENS machine on your back would be helpful too. Never even got a chance to try that Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to be in water and you can't have that in the water. We finally got the tub filled up. By the time I got in the tub, I really did get pain relief. Like if you do want an unmedicated birth... I highly recommend water. Oh my goodness. And somehow, somehow you kind of knew that water would help relieve your pain. Well, because because everybody told me. Yeah. You really, really wanted to get into the tub. And when we first filled it up, it was filled up with just hot water because you can't give birth to a newborn in cold water. So we turned the thing all the way hot. And then by the time we got it close to filled, it was way too hot for you to get into. And all you wanted to do and needed was to get into that tub. Yeah. And I was like, can I just get in my tub? Like, I mean, when I was having <laughs> contractions, but even with Gracie, I knew that if I got in the tub, it helps like minimize the pain. And so I was like, please, just anything. I just, <laughs> I was in so much pain. And so um, 
and, and you know, I just, she, because the water was too hot at first and then, you know, that it needed to be cooled down. It wasn't full up enough. All the things I couldn't get in the effing tub. And I was like, no, once I get in the tub, you know, I'm still like, dying. <laughs> like, and I'm just like hunched over on him with every contraction. And I was yeah. in so much pain, but like, I would look at my um, positive affirmations and I would just remind myself that he's going through everything that I'm going through and I need to breathe because the only way he gets oxygen is through me. And I remember the tub was faced out towards like the trees and it's the spring. And so the wind was blowing and we had the window open because I was so hot. That tub was so stinking hot, mm-hmm. which was not necessarily good because then I started getting too hot and that's not good for the baby either. So the midwife made me get out <laughs> and I was like, no. So I just like, I ended up gravitating to Doug and I, I like to consider myself a strong, independent woman. I don't need a soul. I don't like want to let anybody down and I don't want to disappoint anybody. And I like to get my work done and I like to be efficient and like strong and not be needy. But I like genuinely needed Doug. Like if he left for a second, I was like, Doug, like I needed someone to just like hold me and support me. And like I could just turn to and I could squeeze as tight as I wanted and know that he wasn't going to be like mad or like ouch or, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so I just pretty much clung to Doug with every contraction with like with all the pain. I just like squeezed his thumb and like his fingernail for some reason, like it just my the thumbnail. Yeah. Like I just like squeezed it and pressed my thumb on it. And it, that kind of helped like deter my brain from thinking about the pain in my belly. And I really never felt like I needed you so much in my life, Doug. Like I never felt like I needed anybody so much because, and, but it's, yeah, I'm, part of the team and it, just because you needed me there like I like we both wanted each other there and it doesn't take anything away from how strong and independent you are no you know? I feel like we bonded as For a couple sure. you know like I really yeah. feel like we got closer with this delivery with him because I mean I never knew how much I needed you like and I don't think that's bad but like I really needed you like I needed you and then you were there and it was really, really nice. And we did it. You are truly amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we'll go back. And so the midwife made me get out and she was like, you should go pee. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, like the tub is to the right of my bed and the toilet is to the right of that. And when I got out, I went to my bed and hunched over my bed. Like I couldn't even move. And so I was like, there is a bowl for the placenta <laughs> or for, I've also felt very nauseous. And so we had a bowl up here and I was like, can I just pee in that bowl? Cause I cannot walk to the toilet. Like <laughs> I just, there's not a chance. And so you almost did. I almost peed in a bowl, but I couldn't even pee. I think his head was engaged so tightly at that point that like it had cut off the urethra. Like I'm not even kidding because I couldn't even relax my body enough to pee. And even when I did try to, it nothing came out. So anyways, I was like, can I just please get back in the tub? Like, I just really want to get back in the tub. So I got back in the tub and I like literally could barely do it. And but by the time I got back in the tub, it was like go time. It was go time. So I was like, I think I need to push. I was like, is it okay if I start? Because I'm not gonna be able to hold back this push. And she said, you know, you do what your body tells you to do. And she was like, why don't you, you know, check yourself? And so I, I mean, I had checked myself like enough to know that I was definitely in labor prior to even calling her because I did not want to be the little boy who cried wolf. (laughs) And so I checked myself and I could feel the bag bulging. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is it. And so with the next contraction, I tried pushing and I think I must've pushed. I don't know how many times would you say I pushed. I I love that we have footage because I can watch it back. 
well, no, it was definitely more than that because I pushed and it, not a whole lot happened. And then maybe like the second or third push, my water bag broke yeah. and there was meconium in the fluid, which is a sign that the baby may have some sort of distress. So meconium is like the baby's first poop and he had passed his first poo inside me which is a sign that he could be very much in distress. If he breathes that meconium in, that's really not good for his lungs. I mean, it's just like, it's just not, it's not the best case scenario. So the nurse in me was like, oh no, like, oh no, like he, I have meconium. And it maybe was a good thing because it definitely helped me focus and like to like refocus my attention. Like I have got to keep A, breathing for him and B, I can't mess around. Like when I need to push, I got to push through the pain. Like I just have to. And so after a couple pushes more, I got his head out, but the next push, I pushed his head down to engage (laughs) it. And then after the contraction left, it came back up and I was like, no, no. And I could feel that, which was so amazing though. And I could feel the ring of fire. And I was like, I guess this is what they call the ring of fire. Mm. And instead of you being on your back, the most comfortable position for you was on one knee with one leg up in the air. You were hunched over kind of like almost on all fours, but not really like you were upright. Yeah. I can't wait to be able to share this footage with you guys. I mean, honestly, Lifetime will have it for couples cam. And like, I can't wait to share it because it's beautiful. It's so cool. But, and there's just not enough that you can share over a Mm -hmm. podcast but anyways so after the second push i got his head out and his head was just emerged in water i saw it i felt it and i really wanted he's getting hungry yeah but i really wanted to be able to catch him myself i told my midwife that i was very adamant about that like i really wanted this experience to pull him out and to pull him to my chest and just love him and like we've tried so hard to have him it's taken us so long to get him and i was like i want this moment to bond with him because I honestly didn't let myself bond with him when I was pregnant. I just was maybe a little too scared. I really wanted to bond with him. I tried. I think you did. I don't know. And so anyways, I wanted this experience to be like, I just wanted us to be one. And it truly was. So I, you know, I pushed his head out. And then the next push, because I knew that there was the meconium. I was like, girlfriend, you better push and get this baby out because that's the safest thing for him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. That's I exactly what you did. I pushed the next push. His whole body came out and unfortunately my midwife she did help bring him out which i wish that i could have just done it but maybe she was nervous she, too because there's well, meconium she, yeah, she pushed him forward to you that's what it was because the oh. way that you were sitting it was almost like you were kneeling up in the air if you would have fallen backwards i would have landed on head. him oh i would have never yeah. F- yeah so she pushed him forward towards you because you were leaning forward so he, he was, was going to go oh that makes so you sense. wouldn't have been able to catch him yeah like that so she after gotcha. he came up she guided him towards you where then you can pull him up to your chest oh gotcha that makes that's way more sense yeah she, she did say if you want to catch your baby, you have to turn over. And I was yeah. like, I can't move. Like so I couldn't that, yeah. move. Yeah. Oh, see, this is why I love having this kind of stuff recorded because I get to like relive it and see mm-hmm. it and understand it yeah. all. So anyway, cause I was so disappointed that she helped. I was like, I want to she catch my to. baby. She had to, you yeah. wouldn't have been able to reach him. That makes way more sense now. And, Okay, so anyways, <laughs> I tried catching him and she helped me, which was nice, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And I still bonded with him. And it was pretty awesome because the first moment he came out, you know, I just looked at him. <laughs> he didn't even cry, which was fine. He, my, he was on my placenta still, so it's okay. And, and he made some noises. Yeah, he so. made, I, but then the nurse in me was like kind of stimulating him okay. and whatnot. And he's hungry, as you can probably hear. Yeah. 
that's that's what it sounded like. And so now that's my call that I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really our birth story in a nutshell. I hope we did it justice. I'm like, sorry, I'm an emotional <laughs> wreck. And again, I'm really sorry about that live streaming because I know that really disappointed so many people that it was not my intention whatsoever. But thank you to those of you from the bottom of my heart, like those of you who just understood and like even defended me on <laughs> Instagram. You did, try. you did try. It's not like you didn't try. No, I know. And to me, I was like, I kept my promise and I went, even though it was short lived, I did it. But I think if they could know that like my labor, I mean, it wasn't even four hours. By the time I thought my contractions were intense, my midwife wasn't even here. It was yeah. 12, 19. The baby was born at three thirty-seven. It's not like you had a home birth before where you knew what to expect. Like you didn't know what to expect. You never experienced a home birth before. Yeah. So how could okay. you not focus on, you know, yeah. the labor part? Because there's so many uncertain everything throughout, yeah. you know, so you yeah. just couldn't. So anyways, that's our birth story. And this little guy <laughs> is hungry right yes. now. So we're going to wrap this on up, Doug. You mm-hmm. want to wrap it up so I can yeah. just grab him and feed him? Yeah. So stay tuned for sure. Not just for couples can but we're going to be documenting the whole entire fourth trimester we want to give you way more details and so next week we will be sharing more about the fourth trimester here on hot marriage cool parents podcast we love 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 hearing from you so any five-star reviews we love giving you a shout out you can stay up to date with everything at hot marriage cool parents instagram or jamie or my instagram also, stay tuned for the 20th, which will be Married at First Sight Couples Cam, which we'll share a little bit before, during, and the actual birth process. But we will obviously keep you up to date with everything. Hope you all are being safe. We love you. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. And we love you. And goodbye. Henley, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Love you. Love you. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Sayonara. Bye.